Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to It's Bigger Than Me. I'm an author, a consultant, I consider myself a happiness coach, and more so than anything, I am an explorer on our shared journey of life. Bigger Than Me brings together a combination of ageless wisdom from any number of sources, books and videos, but really it's about engaging interviews as well that I have with people who are committed to doing their best to live each day to the fullest. I believe one of the most precious commodities in life is time. It's a non-renewable resource. And so the best we can do as human beings is to take time to be fully present. This show is about positive psychology. It's about being intentional, using our minds to make choices, connecting to ourselves so that we can attain peace and pure joy. For me, this is my ministry. I have a pretty high level of urgency around raising our level of consciousness. Bigger Than Me is all about a message of hope and inspiration. It's about those common elements that unite us. As humans, we have an ability to reprogram our brains. It's about our journey to take full responsibility for our lives, being intentional, taking control. It's the art and science of being aware and actually getting there. Thank you for joining us today. Your journey to your best life begins right now. Hello, hello. This is Tracy Harrell, and thank you for joining us on Bigger Than Me. And today I have two amazing guests. Did you guys notice that intro? That was my first time doing an intro, but we did like five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I was wasting 20 minutes trying to set the show up, and I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. It is really about changing things, and I am so excited to have two guests with me today. We have Dr. Alfonso Montero. Thank you for having me, Tracy. appreciate it. I am so glad to have you here. I'm going to have you do your introduction in one second Mm -hmm. because I also need to introduce Miss Carrie Livingston, who is also absolutely amazing. Thank you, Tracy. So, Alfonso, go ahead and do your quick introduction, Mm -hmm. who you are, Dr. Alfonso Montero. Um, Our topic today is going to continue the conversation around the power Mm -hmm. of habit. You know, Mm -hmm. change. We said this show is really about how do we help people to live their best life. And so tell us a little bit about yourself because you have an amazing background. Mm -hmm. Just tell us. So just to be briefly. The the, the short version. Because we could be here all day (laughs) with this guy. All right. uh, So I'm a management consultant at Altruist Partners, which helps nonprofits accelerate performance, Mm -hmm. profit growth, and impact. And I'm also a founder of Global Leadership Exchange, which helps global leaders or leaders be um, successful agents of change right. in a globalized and interconnected society. Yes. But what I love about you is all the things you've done in your life. Those are credentials. That's the professional side. Mm-hmm. But what I love about you, you said you were trained as a pilot mm-hmm. when you were younger mm-hmm. and you decided. Yeah, my, my, my goal in undergrad, I studied aviation. So I flew Cessna's 152s and I was building hours. I wanted she to be the pilot. I wanted to be an airline pilot, but then when I studied abroad in Spain and traveled Europe and Morocco, something happened to me. <laughs> the experience changed me, and it, it's, ama- it's amazing what you can learn when you travel. I when so you feel, agree. you taste, you smell, you touch, you get uh, you, it, your, your, your ways of, of thinking expand. 100% definitely. agree. And so I realized that I wanted something more meaningful. Not that flying passengers from point mm-hmm. A to point B is not meaningful, but something else, Even something different. More, yeah, something, something fulfilling. Right. So that's where I decided to quit my job in Chicago, where I'm from, and move to Australia. And um, he he just moved to Australia. How old were you? 
I was twenty-three to two hundred dollars. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah, and from there I traveled Southeast Asia. I was a monk in a monastery in Buriram, Thailand. Can you slow I'm, down because I know we've had this conversation, mm-hmm. but you were a monk in a monastery. We're going to talk a little bit more about what that experience was like. But you you did several experience monk type mm-hmm. experiences. Yeah, because I didn't just want to grow professionally, but I also wanted to grow spiritually. Yes. Physically and in every way possible, <laughs> right? To be that complete person, whatever that may mean. And I didn't know what I was. I knew I was looking for something. I was curious. And and also traveling Southeast Asia, being that the majority of the population is right. Buddhist, how can I better understand the population? Yeah, I could read about it. I could find theories right. behind the history behind the culture, yes. or I keep uh, being in that community, I live with it. the people, and also become a monk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So thank you for that intro. So listen, people, today is going to be completely outstanding. I'm also going to ask Miss Carrie Livingston, who's a, I met Carrie at the Pro Club. She's a personal. Yes, personal trainer. Personal and trainer. Exercise instructor. Yeah. But then I discovered all these wonderful things about Miss Carrie. And I was like, oh, you've got to come on the show. This show really is about helping people to live their best life and to find courageous people who are willing to tell their story just for the purpose of helping others. You you are quintessential, quintessential. Help me out, people. Quintessential. Thank you very much. Uh, amazing. Like I was so impressed by your story, especially the hard times that you went through. So I can't wait to talk about that. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're an operatic singer, first of all. Well, five years out of practice, but yes. <laughs> Remember, we're not going to say. Very true. Right, right. But you trained. Yes. I've had tra- eight and a half years of classical training. I love it. And I think we're going to have Mike allow you to stand up and, and do a little something, something. So we're going to have you stand up and project a little something, something. Give us a little taste and again, she's not here for this, but I just couldn't have her here and not <laughs> sing, right? right? It's so amazing. So we're going to talk about change. I promise we're going to come back to that. But to hear this beautiful woman sing. And so I think one of the things you were going to sing was Rejoice, something from... Something from Handel's Messiah. It was a piece I sang in a... Uh, it was a piece I sung in it comes one up. of my... It'll come up to you. Awesome. My uh, competitions, yes. one of my last competitions about five years ago. Perfect. So we're, we're ready when you are. Just a few bars. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice greatly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is so beautiful. And then and then you said you can sing in what five different languages? What I've are they? I've sung in well, English obviously, German, Italian, Spanish, French, and Latin. I love it. And you're gonna give us a little taste of Barco Barco Roll. Roll. Yes, it was a it's a duet, but it's in French. In French. And it's so beautiful. Please, when you're ready. Belle nuit, oh nuit d'amour, souris à nos nuit tout ce que jour, oh belle nuit d'amour. Thank you. So that peaceful. is so awesome. And then Mike said, I need you to really test me on the sound. And you said there's a song that you might be able to kind of Give us a final taste <laughs> of your um, power in singing, and it's called Du, du bist die It's probably the most complicated one I've sung, just because it's in German, which is not easy to sing, <laughs> and, 
and it was technically difficult too. <laughs> well, I, well, anything you you whenever you're ready, we we we're excited to be All graced. Right. Again, the first just few first few bars of the yes. song. This show is about courage. C- Carrie didn't want to sing. <laughs> She's like Tracy. I have been, I have not. You said five years. Yeah, but I have to say this is not the strangest place I've sung. <laughs> okay, please tell us more. I sang Ave Maria in a bar once. <laughs> nice. Oh, interesting combination. Yes. Nice, nice. And once again, I was talked into it by... Unexpectedly. A, lo- a loving, kind person who <laughs> simply wanted to <laughs> grace the world with such a beautiful voice. Thank you. Thank you. Really, this is about courage. I don't know if you've ever listened to or read any of the books by Brene Brown when she yes. talks about courage. Yes. Well, tell me what you, I mean, I, I think she's amazing. And again, I'm relatively new to, to her, her mm-hmm. readings, um, or reading some of her books. But tell me what you think about Brene and this concept of courage and vulnerability. Well, that's the thing is I've read two of her books. I've read... Um, the Power of Imperfection, I've also read Daring Greatly, and I need to read them both again. But one of the biggest takeaways from Daring Greatly was, again, just being able to be vulnerable mm. because you can't truly you can't truly love anybody. You can't truly do anything worthwhile unless you're willing to risk yourself a little bit. Mm. I love that. Daring Greatly, being willing to put yourself yes. out there. That concept of courage. I mean, that's really what tra- change and transformation is about. I know we've had, we've had a couple of shows and we talked about this topic of truth, transparency, and transformations. And I, I mentioned I've read like a thousand books and I've narrowed it down to my favorite 100 that, that, that are like transformational, right? Any one of them could be transformational in someone's life. I have like the top 40 that I really have digested, have metabolized as a part of my own <laughs> DNA. And one of them is about the, the four habits or the four agreements. And then there's one called the fifth agreement. Mm-hmm. And he basically talks about truth. How important is it, this is for a question for both of you, for people that are trying to change something in their life, you know, to be better in some way, how important is really being true to yourself? I'm going to start with you, Carrie, and then I'm going to circle back to, to Dr. Alfonso, who was a monk, who I'm sure <laughs> can tell us a little bit about truth. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, can you say So about truth, so how important is it for people to really be true to themselves? In, in order to get out of something, to move towards yes. something. I know you were telling me about some, some things in your life, but I'm going to let yes. you answer that question, and then we're going to talk about some of your history. Well, you, you really have to, you have to be honest with where you are because if, you don't, if, you're, if you're not honest about where you're starting, you're never going to get to wherever you want to be. I love it. Um, you have to be honest with each step you take along the way. I mean, I've, I've known people who are chronic self-deceivers and they are the wow. most stunted people the I most know. the most stunted people wow. that I know wow did you just say chronic <laughs> self-deceivers I for, did <laughs> so for, for people who don't know I'm actually writing three books simultaneously I did a show on Hubbard Radio for two years called Our Journey Our Dreams the art and science of being aware and getting there and it was a radio show only there was no video but I know people really digest information the video so i decided to produce my own show that's what this is called bigger than me and book 1 is done at least i thought it was done i'd say it's 97% done but i feel like god is still working on me in so many ways so as i'm writing book 2 bigger than me and all these you know we we're, we're revisiting 
these topics around being intentional, the truth. And, mm-hmm. and I'm having to till my own soil, which really has, you know, kind of brought up some things. I'm like, oh, good to know. So now I feel like I'm making a few tweaks to, to book number one. But basically the foundation of the content is there. It's a bit of an anthology. Mm-hmm. So I've like it's of the books I've read, I've actually pulled out these key themes for success. Right. These things that, that are actually paralleled in so many of these these famous books that it's, it's insane when you think about, you know, because our ability to change, our ability to transform, we as human beings can do, we can do whatever we want. Like we actually have the power to change our lives in any way. You've changed your life 17 different, <laughs> you've had 17 different careers basically in, in, in a search for peace, in a church for, in a search for happiness and fulfillment and joy. So the same question I asked her about the importance of being honest with yourself and truth. What can you tell me about how important it is to be honest with yourself, to be true to yourself in order to truly transform and, and to live your best life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something I teach leaders when I talk about global leadership is egonomics. Egonomics? Egonomics, because ego, we're all here because of ego, right? And our listeners are here because of their ego. They want to grow, they want to improve, they want to change the world. And it's really critical. But when there's no humbleness to balance mm. that, that is very dangerous. And that's where mm. most of the harm in this world is done by people, even with the good intentions that we have. And love that. so having time to reflect, having time for, to think, it's really hard. We're always busy. We're always moving. There's always deadlines. There's always, th- you know, there's always things to do. Uh, the days are short and we don't plan things or... Others are planning things for us. Others are thinking for us. And I love you. So when we don't stop and reflect, we never uh, really try and understand ourselves. Right. And to I, see where we can go. I, and I love the it. Possibilities of becoming. The of, possibilities of becoming. I love that. You, it's, it's like you're a plant. And we, mm-hmm. we haven't, we, I mean, we've had probably more time together than you and I have. I mean, the few conversations we've had, I've been amazed at how aligned we are in our thinking and, mm-hmm. and our quest in this journey for life. And we're very, 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 very uh, eager to say how mm-hmm. we're excited about where we are and what we've learned. But we're so, you know, humble. I don't know if people <laughs> call me humble. But we're at least um, aware that we're pretty, uh, I won't use the word stunted, but we're actually on this journey of life. Mm-hmm. And we're, 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 I'm not, I don't think I'm halfway where I want to be. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm, I've, ha- I've accomplished you know, even half of where, you know, I was meant to be. I'm, I'm definitely on path. Like, like I can tell you, this show for me, these books for me, I have never been more happy and delighted because I am on path. I am living the life I was meant mm-hmm. to lead. I am doing exactly what I was meant to mm-hmm. do, right? And I'm not waiting until I've lost 100 pounds. I think it's even more exciting that I come on the show and talk about the fact that I have 100 pounds to lose. Hey, let's lose it together, by the way. So part of the reason Carrie's here is because she is a physical Personal trainer. trainer. Personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you said. Physical. I'm thinking physical <laughs> therapist. Physical fitness. Personal physical trainer. fitness. Yes. Thank you. Physical <laughs> fitness expert. She's a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And so part of my journey is my truth. I think I've said this in a couple of shows. I did a live weigh in right here. I was at 292. Yay. And I talk about that because it's a bit of a celebration because it's like, yeah. oh, wow. You know, I kind of lost track of that. of <laughs> the numbers, Like you say, we get so busy living life and doing our thing. I had to kind of pause to say, wow, that's clearly a number that I'm not. I don't want to keep moving up. Right. Mm-hmm. in that number, that's a good place for me to pause mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of reflect on where I am and what I want to be and what I want to do. And so I actually talk about I call this my success set. 
tell you. Let me make sure it's visible. I <laughs> Mike, I don't know if you can see it, but I call this my success sack. He's going to get mad at me, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like this right here, like the stomach, the upper stomach. There's this lower fat stomach. And there's this, I'm going to have you stand up too. And there's this back fat. So I have three, what I call three success sacks <laughs> full of love. Like for me in my culture, like food is love. So mm-hmm. I've loved myself up and others plenty. Voila. Mission accomplished. If, if, if success for me when I was growing up and I was um, relatively poor, right? I feel like I had to eat food I didn't like. And that was a problem for me. And I used to say, when I grow up, I'm going to eat. I'm going to be able to eat whatever I want. Ergo, working at IBM for eight years and Disney for 14 years and my last five years at Microsoft, that's, you know, society's definition of success. I was making 200K at Microsoft. I feel pretty comfortable with that. But that wasn't fulfilling. As a matter of fact, to the opposite, it was like, great, mission accomplished. Now let me find another story to tell myself. Brene Brown talks about the stories we tell ourselves. And so I used to think success was being able to eat whatever I want whenever I wanted to. And I met Carrie actually in the pro club, and I said that to her. I said, I got to reframe, you know, my definition of success. Stay standing, sorry. So, Mike, I want you to show the difference. So when I think (laughs) about (laughs) – so I told Carrie – I don't know what she weighs, and I don't really care. But what I like is the the visual. Should I go over there? Should I just stay here, Mike? You got us both. Okay, perfect. So I have this roll. It's kind of I'll stand to the side. <laughs> you like that? This is courage, people, because Renee mm-hmm. defines courage as you putting you putting something out there. And I don't know what the end goal is. I assume I'm going to lose 100 pounds on this show, and I'm going to be able to show this fat roll here that it's real. Touch it. Show them that it's real. Not the shirt. Oh, come on. Oh, it's real, right? Like this is not fake. So when I'm like when I have a six pack and I'm able to look like like this girl, so hands move your hands. So my ideal of my new success visually is being able to tuck in my shirt, show the belt, and not have the upper stomach and the lower stomach. I'm just putting it out there. So together, if I'm willing to stand up here and show my double quadruple rolls, stomach one, stomach two, and back stomach, then I'm going to challenge people who listen to this show to find that thing. What There's something in your life that you've been hiding. You just mentioned there's something that we, we just, thank you for showing your, your, your beautiful fit. So <laughs> thank you for that. But I just, I just wanted to take a moment to do that for a couple of reasons. Again, it's courage, right? It's like this show, I'm not going to just talk about courage and say, oh, I read a thousand books. Yay for me. Are you doing What's in your book, Tracy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked myself that question. I can't even publish book number one until, I'm not saying I have to lose 100 pounds, but I got to put all these things into practice and be real with myself. So just asking myself these questions around why, what is this about? Oh, it's success. This was my, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we feed ourselves with love, even in the Latin culture, right? Mm-hmm. You're from... Um, so... You have the history. You can tell the, us a little about your uh, yeah. complex history. You can go ahead and give us well, the... the uh, well, yeah, that's always a, a, a tough question for me or interesting question because it's like, well, how do I answer this? Do I answer the easy question or the we'll, critical we'll, we'll answer? Go the, we'll go the easy way to start. <laughs> the easy way? You have a Latin background with Mexico yes. and Spain and yeah. some other... Yeah. And, and all of us, we, we eat with... I mean, food is kind of a, a love language. Mm-hmm. It should be in the five languages, five love languages. It isn't. Kind of acts of kindness, kind of, Right. Giving gifts. Giving gifts, <laughs> exactly. That's kind of, food was one of mine. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pause. But again, this is a challenge to those listening. How do we pause? You use the word stop. To actually think about success. To think about 
transformations. Mm-hmm. When life isn't going the way you want, how do you really pause and get off that treadmill of life to really say, is this going where I want to? And I'm just going to jump right into you because I know you told me a story about your marriage, mm-hmm. your first marriage, yes. your only marriage. You've yes. only been married once. Can you just tell us really quickly um, about that story and how you saw it transform and when you realized you had to get out, when you had to tell yourself the truth about where you were and, and some of the feelings you had. And, and by the way, we didn't let you introduce yourself. You have a psychology major. Tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself okay. in, tr- in the introduction <laughs> and kind of well, your I, journey. Um, yes. So my, my degree is in psychology. Mm-hmm. I had had it in my head briefly to go into school psychology like, mm-hmm be a, a psychologist or a counselor in a school, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, decided pretty quick I didn't have the patience for that, almost changed my degree to mm-hmm. English because I was interested in writing, mm-hmm. decided I only had a little bit of time left, and so I went ahead and finished it. Psychology, fortunately, is a broad enough mm-hmm. major that you can really apply it to anything. And totally. then I semi-accidentally got into a fitness career. I say semi-accidentally right, because right. it um, went a completely different route that I had originally planned. But I have found such an avenue for using psychology with my clients mm. when I'm talking to people, teaching my classes. And th- that's why she's yes. here. Because basically what we know is I've weighed in now at 292 live on the show. I had Christine who um, does a show before me. She does a show called The Confessional. I had her on the show um, with a few guests, and we were talking about, you know, truth and transformations. I had people who were on who were drinking, who were proclaimed, you know, alcoholics. I drink too much, and I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, these are people who were saying these things, and it was very courageous. I left that show. We went to Maggiano's, and I had bread and butter and fettuccine Alfredo, right? So clearly, um, knowing a thing is not the same as changing a thing and being ready to change a thing. So I want to talk a little bit about the psychology of change because I feel like I'm preparing myself, right? I know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing the research and, I'm, you know, I've done the research. Like, we know that French fries and fettuccine Alfredo is probably not the best way to lose weight. So we're not going to talk about that today. It's really more about the psychology of change. So if we think about the psychology of change, mm-hmm. you said you, you, you talk to your, your, your clients a lot about the psychology of change. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, a person has to be ready to change, first of all. And right. if they are in a fitness facility looking for a trainer or looking to learn something about that, obviously they have made that decision that they need to take that step. So then the next thing is to actually implement uh-huh. the things that they are being told to do. They need to internalize it and make it part of them to build those habits so that they can continue doing it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And so, t- so tell me a little bit more um, uh, Mike, I'm going to have you go into a close-up on Carrie, if you don't mind, because I'm going to have you just take a couple of minutes and tell us about your relationship mm-hmm. and just give us that story around your realization, when you realized okay. it was over, how where it started, yes. his, his, some of the pretense that was in, you know, that started, and then kind of how you realized um, and when you realized and why you realized. As far as like it when was I was time. getting divorced yes, and all that. Yes, exactly. Okay. Please. It was, um, I was fairly young when I got married. I was uh, 22. Mm-hmm. And it was seriously about two weeks after the wedding mm-hmm. that things started to go south. Wow. He became verbally and emotionally abusive. And it was not something that I was prepared for. It wasn't anything that had been in my experience before. Um, 
so over the next few years, just realizing that, no, this is not the way that marriage is supposed to be. This is not the way that your partner is supposed to treat you. And still, in the meantime, trying to do everything that I could from uh, just my aspect to make sure that my conscience was clear, that I was doing whatever I could to make sure that I wasn't contributing to any problems. Um, When it got to the point that it was becoming physical, that's when I put my foot down and I said, you are getting counseling or I need to leave this marriage. And after a few months, he began denying that anything had happened. And so it's at that point, it's like, okay, I'm not going to wait for him to start hitting me. So I made the decision to leave. And I love that. I mean, that... I don't know. It's just so beautiful. And we've talked a little bit more about some of the some of the things that were going on in your head. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about you said you felt some failure and then you had to you got some counseling. Oh, I remember you t- goodness, were telling yes. me about the conversation you had with your pastor and your yes. mother. Well, coming from a um, from a biblical Christian background and it's a, a huge part of my life still. I, I stake my entire life on it. So believing that marriage ideally is for life, yes. And so I had such a sense of failure and guilt, the fact that I was even considering divorce. And I went with my mom to talk to my pastor. It's like, Mm -hmm. am I, what is this saying about me that I'm even considering this? Am I, am I wrong? Am I, am I, Mm. am I sinful essentially? Mm -hmm. And I so appreciated his response. He said that based on what he knew about me, that I had truly done everything humanly that I could do to turn things around, that, and also based on what he knew about my then husband, that if I chose to make the decision to leave, I had his full support. Mm. And I know that a lot of women don't have that. I mean, that that's huge, because I know you said you, you struggled mm-hmm. a lot with it, and you wanted to make sure... That you had done everything you yes. could do, and we're gonna have a whole separate show. <laughs> Literally, I know at least five or six women who can testify. Even Dr. Tart, who I think is gonna be joining the show halfway through, she talks about she had an abusive marriage before the marriage that she's in right now. What I love most about what you just described is, you know, you were honest about you felt like a horrible you were the victim and yet you felt some I felt responsible for him also like I couldn't because he was a pilot actually mm. and I was concerned about <laughs> the effects of the psychological effects on him and mm. his because uh, he had just finished his hours and was starting to fly jets and I had to get to the point where I needed to realize I can't worry about him. He's responsible for himself. I'm being destroyed by this. I love it. I can't try to protect him. Just. I love it. You saved yourself. And I think that, I mean, that, that's really what I want you to be able to talk to to Mm -hmm. women out there. I mean, again, the the disclaimer for this show, we always say is that we're not dispensing, you know, advice, you know, doctoral. We do have a PhD joining. So, but but, but we're not dispensing advice. And we have a Dr. Alfonso Montero right here and a professional uh, in fitness here. But again, we're not dispensing advice. Like people are accountable for their own lives and their own decisions, but there's nothing more powerful than hearing from a woman who's been through what you might be going through. And for you to be able to say there's success and happiness and joy on the other side. Yes. 
Yes. So despite how you feel, because you said a lot of women don't have that maybe the support that you have and you were feeling that's that's true and I know that it's um, what advice would you give to women to yes. find find their support find a support system to, to get people around them who mm, can give them a soft place to land I love it and who will tell them that no they should not be treated that way no they should not be spoken to that way no it is not their responsibility to make him happy and I say that with I caution that. because when you're in a relationship, you are to, well, you're supposed to try to make your partner happy, but it's supposed to be a mutual thing. And sometimes people, there's nothing that you can do to make them happy. There's only so much that you can do. And if you've done everything that you reasonably can, the rest is on them. Mm, you know, there's a spiritual song is about, that says if you've done everything you can, you're supposed to just mm-hmm. stand. Yes. Just stand. And I love the thing that I loved about you also Miss Carrie is um, you actually said you've read the Bible. <laughs> Miss Dr. Jerry Burtart. We got to put our headphones on now. We got some call in guests, guys. Sorry. Dr. Jerry Burtart, you've joined us. Yes. Hey, how are you, um, everybody? Excellent. So we have we have we have Carrie um, Livingston here. She's a she's a, a professional personal trainer focus primary focus on physical fitness she's also a psychology major bachelor's in psychology she also you missed her singing opera give 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 her rejoice real quick real quick just rejoice 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 do you love that? Oh my goodness, that was beautiful. <laughs> She's Thank so you. awesome. I, I actually could have four or five shows with just these two people alone. We also have Dr. Alfonso Montero in the room, Dr. Tart. And um, uh, he used to be a monk. Oh. <laughs> among other oh, things. And your, and your your PhD is in, in education. Mm-hmm. Tell, us, tell us about that real quick. Yes. So I, what, what was your thesis? Just a thesis uh, statement. Post-humanism, which originates from indigenous knowledge. Because from tra- traveling, working, volunteering, studying in over 80 countries, I realized that there was a need of more indigenous knowledge to, to apply into our da- daily work. And not just work, but life. I'm bringing this guy back because, <laughs> you know, there are some conversations we yes. need to have. So he's coming back. But we're going to just continue this conversation. On the phone, we have Dr. Jerry Bird-Tart. Jerry, Dr. Jerry Bird-Tart, I don't know why I have to say your whole name. I don't need that. I don't know. Just, just Jerry is fine. I'm I good. can't. I can't. I have to call you Dr. Jerry Birdtart because I love the sound of your name. So oh, thank you, Chase. Can, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then we also have on the phone Luis. Hello, Hello. everybody. Luis, how are Hi. you? I am very well. How is everybody? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Excellent. So real quick, we're going to have Dr. Jerry Birdtart. Introduce herself really quickly, and then I love Dr. Tart when you talk about it's okay not to be okay. Carrie just confessed, yes. you know, how she felt. She was abused in an abusive relationship, mentally, emotionally, and then physically. You, you said you were, you described a scene once. Oh, he shoved me across the room twice, and he was quite a bit bigger than I was. And it was that point I realized that it was going to turn worse if I didn't do something. Dr. Uh-huh. Tart, Dr. Tart. Uh-huh. Yes. Can yeah. you tell us, can you remind our listening audience that it's okay not to be okay? Absolutely. See, those times that, that, that she was just referring to, that's not a happy time. Our society gives us permission to believe that we need to be happy in order to be okay. There are some, there are some times 
when we aren't happy. We are sad, we are angry, we are disgusted, we are afraid, we are confused. Those are valid emotions, and those emotions are telling us um, that there are things that we need to do to survive. Okay, happiness is something that, uh, that's there as, as, as well. It's an emotion to feel uh, joyful and, and glad and whatever, but there are other emotions and anger and, and sometimes even rage to help us to understand in order for us to survive, we have to be okay with feeling those kinds of emotions. We have to be okay to look for answers. So in those, under those circumstances, it's, it's okay not to be okay because the emotion it. is trying to give us permission, as it were, to go and find that way of escape. The scripture tells us, and you know that I have to go there, Tracy. Uh, you know I'm mad at you, please. In, 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 uh, in, in 1 Corinthians, that, 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 that God is faithful, and he gives us an avenue of escape, which is his word. So He, he it, it, within that, we are, there's nothing that we are going to be confronted that's not coming to, to humanity or mm. to mankind. There, mm. there, there, are not, there, there are no circumstances that's new under the sun, as it were. But again, it. my point here is that as we are going through our circumstances in life, and Tracy, you have said this regularly, that there are times when we have to disconnect with the outcome. Sometimes our, our, our circumstances dictate that we are so invested into a relationship that we believe that we are accountable and responsible for other people's behaviors and, and uh, processes of thoughts or whatever. But there are times when we have to truly disconnect from the outcome right. because survival is critical. The, yes. the recognizing what we are experiencing, what the feelings are, our survival is critical in understanding that even if it is that we have to say no, even if it is that we have to say goodbye, where we, when we look for an avenue of escape, we have to take that avenue of, of escape. I, I love it. Okay. And, and, and this is just such a perfect transition in the conversation because the only reason I had Luis on is because I actually met someone. I was teaching a class yesterday um, for, I'm part of the executive board for the Washington State Coalition of African <laughs> Leaders. It's about 30 organizations. And we had a class around uh, funding your dreams, right? You know, nonprofit, you know, fundraising. I had, had someone from the American Red Cross. Shout out to Miss uh, Julie Kent, who is actually for the American Red Cross. She is the regional philanthropy officer. She joined me and she, she used, you know, uh, the American Red Cross's uh, journey, the, some of their uh, principles to acquire funding. And we kind of did a co a co-lead on some a session with a number of amazing individuals who are trying to change things here in Seattle. And so Miss Louise actually had, she wasn't there, but someone from her team was there. And they were like, oh, there's an event that's happening around mental health, Dr. Tart, mental oh. health for women. Right. And so, Louise, I'm oh going to give you the next two minutes to give us an overview. What is your event? Why is it important? And tell us about um, what we need to know and how we need to, how we can find you. Thank you. Um, hi, ladies um, and gentlemen. Hello. Thank you very much mm -hmm. for bringing me to the program. Um, I, I, I bless all of you in Jesus' name. And I am uh, a Zambian. I am a member of an association called Aziswa, which is There's a lot of static on your call, your phone, Luis. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to keep you on. You got about oh, really? two seconds to get it right, and then we're going to have to chop it off because I can't. I can't uh -oh. even hear you. Uh oh, uh oh. I don't know what that is. That's a little bit better, I think. Is that better? Mike, he's giving yes. me a nod. He was giving me the, he was giving me the cut. Is that better? So uh, that is better, yes. Okay, I'm so sorry. No, no, okay, it's all so good. basically we are, we are having an event, and uh, this event covers all 
women in the in this uh, region what's, that we live in in, the, in Washington. What's State. the name of the event? Let's start there. What's the name of the event? The event and what's the is, um, the theme is multicultural challenges of mental health in women. It's Mul- a ladies' hat and tea event. Multicultural it's, challenges of mental, of mental health, health in women. In women, and you yeah. said it's it's um what's the name of it it has like a little cute name something about a what's the name again it's a ladies hat and key event so it's an afternoon event it starts at two o'clock to five o'clock on mercer island community center in mercer island and what's the date of this event so it's going to be held on the 29th of june okay which is this saturday that's why and we had to squeeze her in really quickly because right, this right. event is this Saturday. If you're yeah. in the Seattle area, it's um, yes. June 29th from 2 to 5 p.m. It's on yes, Mercer ma'am. Island. Yes. Um, how can they reach you? Um, the, so my number is 978-569-5510. Or you can go to Aziswa, which is A-Z-I-S-W-A at gmail.com. And that's where you can make inquiries. A Z I S W A Aziswa. What does that yes. mean at gmail.com? That's Association of Zambians in Seattle, Washington State. Oh, awesome! Yes. Yes, Aziswa yes. Association right. of Zambians in Seattle, Washington. What's the A? Uh, association. Oh, uh, the A is W A is Washington. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that's good. That's yeah, awesome. So. so so very cool. Multicultural challenges of mental health in women. Yes, um, a ladies' sure. hat and tea event. So tell us, like in thirty seconds, why is this important? Okay, so it's very important because we have a lot of people coming from different uh, uh, countries and settling into the USA and living here as Americans. Uh, you know, living in this country, we have a tendency to um, contribute to things that are in other countries. But we also have to look at ourselves who live here. In the United States, we're contributing to the growth of this country and the economy. So we have to be stable. We have to be stress-free. We have to be free of all kinds of things. So we are faced with, um, you know, different religions, different backgrounds, different, um, you know, uh, lifestyles that we are coming from. So um, these things, uh, we're coming into a country that is, you know, uh, doesn't have, let's say, the extended family structure to support you and, and things like that. You have to go to work. You have children. Uh, to support you, you're running two jobs and things like that. So, all these things um, come crashing under the umbrella of mental health. I love Stress, it. Stress, anxiety, love it. you know, and the end product being as far as as bad as schizophrenia. So, this is what we're trying to raise awareness of, trying to create um, a situation or a place where people can go to for counseling or help. I love it. A helpline, something it. like so, that. So, yeah. I'm going to do another quick repeat. It's Louise Dunn. And thank you. I'm yes. just looking at the fire that you sent to me. It's gorgeous. So if anyone wants to reach out to, to Luis, it is a Ziswa, which means the Association of Zambians in Seattle, Washington. This is for every woman, every woman or any man who loves a woman. It's for anybody who yes. believes that mental health is important. Yes. Right. It is the multicultural. Cha- it's going, you're going to address multicultural challenges of mental health in women. In women. June yes. 29th, 2 to 5 p.m., 
um, at the Mercer Island Community, Community Center. Center. Tickets yeah, are lovely. $35 pre-event. Let me just say that, and I'm not getting any cut. This is just me trying to love up Louise and, and, <laughs> and to support anything that has to do with mental health. Like, it's important, mm-hmm. right? And basically, they're going to get food. They're not paying for you. There's they're paying for lots of food. Lots of food. Yes, yeah, entertainment oh, and speakers. Entertainment and speakers. So come embrace this concept of mental health and and how important it is. Dr. Tart, before we ask Louise to, 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 um, we're going to say thank you to Louise right now, but what else can you tell us about why it's so important that we focus on mental health in our society for men and for women and for everyone? I mean, this, this show is about, it's bigger than me, right? It's about being our best selves and helping people to achieve their goals, right? It's about intentionality and positive psychology. Dr. Tart, why is it so important that mental health is a focus for all of us? Well, it's you've pointed in, in everything you've said. It just, it just you know, touched touch, touch the core issue, which is, you know, you've got to be stable. Your, your brain has to be stable. You're depending on, on your mind, on your psyche to, Perfect. to, to go forward in life. So, so, so for everything. So, Louise, this question is for Dr. Tart. So we're going to say thank you to you. Thank you very much, Dr. Tart, because she's been, she's, we're co-writing this, these two books together. So know. she knows. This is the lead in. This is the lead in. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So okay. Louise, so thank you. Thank you, uh, Mike, for, for, for keeping Louise on the line. So Louise is saying, wear your best hat. It's going to be an amazing tea, lots of food, entertainment, and great information. So thank you, Louise, for joining thank us. You. Thank you. Bye. So Dr. Tart, I'm going to ask you that question again. Why is One mental the- health so important? It is absolutely critical, first and foremost, for us to recognize that there has been such a shameful uh, stigma mm. that's attached to mental health. We want, we want to discard that. Our mental health is as critical, if not more, than our physical health because our brain is all about how we think, what we, uh, what we perceive to be uh, our reality. So if it's it. skewed, then our behaviors, our, our inabilities to reach our reach our goals because we are we, we, we minimize the the thought processes that we have. We feel the um, our states of, 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 of incompetencies or or at least those are the, the negative messages that we've received maybe throughout the years or whatever. Our mental health is so critical because in order for us to be our best, in order for us to believe, in order for us to reach any any kind of uh, and I'm going to use the word success, though that could mean a lot of things for a yes. lot of people, then we have to believe. And that's the core of all of that. In order for us to do anything, I mean literally anything, we must believe that we can. Yes. Something as simple as walking. I mean, seriously, there have been people who are immobilized. They've been p- partially paralyzed because they believe that they can't walk because they were in a serious accident. But the point that I'm trying to make is that it is, it is critical because that's the core concept of where our our values and our understanding of life so, resonate. So, Dr. Tart, FYI, one of the things we plan to do, I can't actually put this on the console, so I'm asking Dr. Alfonso to hold something in my hand because one of the things we're going to do in our last 15 minutes is we're going to talk about changing habits. And so what I brought yes. today is a visual aid. You can't see it. But I brought one of my favorite dishes that you heard me talk about for two years when we talked about Banana Foster's French Toast this happens to be mm-hmm. from the for, from the pro from the pro club. Remember when we were, I, you came here and I took you yes. to, um, yes. The, oh so what is the name of the place? And anyway, let me calm down. See, this is the problem. I get excited yeah. about food. So <laughs> I actually brought in a um, an experiment, right? 
Uh-huh. Um, and, and so it was hot this morning. I actually asked them to make it. Mike's not going to show it, but just FYI, this is bananas and, and it's delicious fruit to- fruit French toast covered in banana fosters. So it's completely mm. indulgent. So Dr. Tart, while I take my a bite of this um, on the air, because what I what I'm going to do is a friend of mine and I, when I eat food that's like this, that's really indulgent. Remember, I said mm-hmm. my my success sack that's full of love used to have to do with me loving myself up and treating myself with food. So I ate one of these this morning and it was like a culinary orgasm. Am I, am I allowed to say that word? A culinary orgasm. Like, oh, my God, it was so delicious mm-hmm. in every way. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my. God. So what I realized is once I fully commit to doing the right thing, that whole culinary orgasm, I'm not, I may be able to eat this again another time, but I'm not going to want to have it every day. Right. Every right. day isn't Christmas. Right. Right. So what I want to talk to people about is I'm, I'm showing you my success roles, my success sack, my, my love success sacks full of love. I'm actually going to eat a, a bite of this banana Foster's French toast on the show because I really actually want to remind people that there's a reason why we do this. We're going to talk about the power of habit and how do you break habits? This concept of the mm-hmm. cue, the routine and the reward. Right. So between the psychologist on the phone and Miss. Um, Carrie, and, and a doctor that we have here talking about change, while I um and ah and take a few bites of this, I need for you guys to talk about how do we break this habit? It's so delicious. I'm ready to do okay. so, but I'm just using this as an example. So, Dr. Yes. Tart, I'm looking at Carrie. Go ahead. You got something no. to say? Go ahead. Yeah. If one, one thing that I want you to understand yes. is, first and foremost, because you have such a connection to that, it, has, it represents more than just oh the God. taste. It represents so much more than that. You've exactly. said that already the love, in previous shows. The success. And as a result of that, you can't. it, it isn't that you want to uh, disconnect from all of those things that eating good food represents for mm-hmm. you. It's a statement. It's a statement in one regard, it's a statement of success. Uh, another is Last a, bite. a statement of being an adult. Eye. Last bite, uh, Michael's it, giving me the evil eye. i got to put it back up. But I just had uh, to show okay. this on the show. It's so <laughs> delicious. So, mm. so what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say mm. here, Tracy, mm-hmm. is that if if you can recognize that just as delicious as that is that you're tasting right now, mm-hmm. there are so mm. many other there are so many other things that uh, are just as important as the as to your success or to your your being an adult or to your uh, right. believing that you have conquered whatever it is that you want to conquer. Right. As is that as is it, as it is that 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 uh, food that you're eating right now. If you can give your give yourself permission to focus on the fact that those tools can be just as critical as the one that you're just tasting right now and then determine how is it that I'm going to qualify this? How am I going to prioritize those? If if you keep that one at the top of the priority, then it's going to be very difficult for you to reach the goal that you promised that you were looking to reach before. But if you choose to put it down on a a different level. Choose to. Did you say choose to, Dr. It's about choice. It's absolutely about choice. And your willingness to disconnect to disconnect the urgency that you have to that particular thing or and and decide where it is that you want to put it. We tend to disbelieve that we have choice. God created us with free will. We have choice. He's not going to take our choices away from us because we are accountable for the exercises that when we use them. That's I what I'm it. saying. So it I, is about choice. It's about choice. What is, your, it, it, what and is it, the priority? I love it. And we were talking about this concept of truth and transformations, and we all really have examples in our lives and you guys will be back for sure right we will definitely have you both back but we were talking about i said to carrie in the pro club i was like i used to again consider 
success was being able to eat whatever I want. Now I have to think Mm -hmm. about success differently. Success is now demonstrating my ability to change my success Mm -hmm. act into a six pack. It's demonstrating my ability to actually reshape, reprogram my brain. And she said, well, tell me what you said. Tell me why. (laughs) I I think I said something to the effect of... um you can still make change. You can still eat whatever you want, but it's mm-hmm. when you decide that what you, well, what, what you your body, want. what you want your body to be able to do, mm. then your desires change. Mm. So you're still eating what you want. It's just that mm-hmm. you're wanting different things now. Do you love that? Yeah. Do you yes. love it? Just look, basically, it's a, a, a translation of what you said, Doctor Tart. Tell me more to people. I, I mean, I'm 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 the one in transition here. I, I'm, I, I'm putting myself out there to say I get it. I get that Mm -hmm. it's a head game. And what I also get is that I've done so many things in my life, and I have to admit most of them are pretty easy. Like I got straight A's in school. I excelled in corporate America. And I didn't really have to work hard. As a matter of fact, you know, I was blessed in so many ways just through divine intervention, to be honest. I have to be honest. This is going to be work, right? Because I Mm -hmm. have programmed myself over years to celebrate with food. Food is love. You know what the guy said to me when I went to the pro club and I was like, hey, I'm actually going to eat this on the show today. And I said, so tell me, what do you put in it? He said, the first ingredient is love. I swear to God. Mm. We, right? Right. If you think about the five love languages, food. Okay. So it's like, okay, food is not love, Tracy. Food is not love. And I love people. I love myself clearly a lot. So mission accomplished. But I have to think about food differently. And so, I'm also going to challenge each of you. I've had to kind of challenge myself, right? Courage Mm -hmm. says, hey, I'm putting it out there. I got 100 pounds to lose. We're going to lose it together, and I'm going to talk about what I'm doing. This is not a weight loss show. It's a challenge yourself to be your best show. This just happens to be one of my my areas Mm -hmm. of of need. Carrie, please talk to us about people who are got 100 pounds to lose, 50, 10, whatever that one thing might be. Dr. Tart, I'm touching my stomach. (laughs) If you can. Put the laptop down so I could rub the rolls and accentuate the fact that they got to go, right? Carrie, talk to us a little bit about what do you tell your clients that they need to do to reshape their thinking? Yeah, so what, one of the... What, what tasks? The biggest... How do they break the habit? The biggest thing that they, they need to to be able to make changes, they have to be consistent with what they're doing. The C word. Yes. So I it's love not it. just it's not just doing it for a day or a week, but it mm. really has to become a lifestyle change. Yes. And one thing that they've found, I mean, in the programs that I that I used to facilitate mm-hmm. in my previous job and in the in the um, program, the they have a weight loss program at the program 2020. The 2020 program. I, I know. Yes. And, and I hate to say this, no one's gonna love me saying this, but the twenty twenty is an an amazing program. I did not want that to be my story. Like, I'm an everyday kind of girl. Mm-hmm. I'm at the pro club, and every time I walk into the pro club, it's, an, it's my, my favorite place to go, honestly. Probably the, the biggest thing that I missed about working at Microsoft was my free membership at the pro club. And uh, I remember walking in, there's chandeliers in the gym, people. There's chandeliers in the, in the, in the locker room. Like, in, I was in the executive locker room. And um, I got to tell you, the 2020 program, you get a nutritionist once a week, you know, there's a, a behavioral modification coach. Mm-hmm. There's a personal trainer three times a week. I did not want that to be my story because most people aren't going to ever have that. Not that it's not amazing to have a support system around you. I had a great time. I also had some some things that I was working through, you know, in my organization, things that helped me to realize I was meant for more than this. Like I was meant to, you know, let my light shine. So Dr. Tart was working with me on some of those other challenges. And so 
I have to admit, yes, we do need a support system. But you also have to really decide, are you really ready? Yes. Because I went through the program, and I'm heavier now than I was when I started the program, simply because I wasn't ready. Now I, my story is going to be every man's story, every woman's story. You can do whatever you want. You can change your circumstance. May I, may I bust in here? I would love for you to. There was one thing that one of our people in one of the trainers for the 2020 program told yes. us is that she had a client mm-hmm. that did the entire program perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then she saw him six months after the program ended and he had gained back all of his weight. Wow. And the reason was is that he had done the program perfectly. He had never learned how mm. to recover from mistakes. Mm. And so consistency does not mean doing it perfectly. It wow. also means being able to pick yourself back up after having a slip of a day, a week, or two weeks, but being able to recover from that, get back on track, get back on those good habits. Can you give me a high five? I know. I, I know. Oh, my God. We've talked about progress, not perfection on the show. You just nailed mm-hmm. it. Yes. Consistency does not mean doing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. It means, please repeat that again. It means being able to bounce back after you make a mistake. Recovery from mistakes is as, is as important as being able to keep with your good habits in the long run. I love it. I think I heard Dr. Alfonso Montero. I think he wanted to, to, to join into this conversation. People are listening. We have five minutes left. Is this the fastest hour of your life? Like it goes so fast. Yeah. Dr. Montero, what would you like to share with individuals on how to change, how to make the right choices? He's the great global leader, Gandhi. That mm-hmm. many, most of you, I imagine yeah. you know. It's, he said, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become mm-hmm. your words. Your words become mm-hmm. your actions. Your actions become mm-hmm. your habits. Mm-hmm. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. That's so right. So habits is really complex. It's a s- system that requires the help of others, the environment. And so you have to look in your language. I love food or I love healthy food. Mm-hmm. I love mm. all kinds of food such as processed food, junk food, or I love mm. food that would make me live longer so I can make live longer years to make a bigger impact in society, whatever. So that's very critical. Your thoughts, where are your thoughts coming from? Are they coming from media? Are they coming from commercials that are telling you mm-hmm. food is good rather than telling you, yes, you, you know, there's, wh- where's the message coming from that I, isn't, I is, it. is, it made that truth for you? I love it. We have two minutes left, and I'd like to end the show with something I call surrender and store. So what final words of wisdom, whether it's one word, a series of words, a statement, as we have people listening, and, and again, our show is really about helping people to transform. It's bigger than me, right? Anything you do will impact those around you. I actually want to lose weight the old-fashioned way. I want to, I want to make it easy, So which is why I'm doing the head work. Right? I don't want to just start, you know, a program, right? I want to make it easy for myself, my nieces, you know, people around me, people in my life, and you, anyone who's trying to change something, if I can do it with my culinary orgasm over there, just saying. I love food to the point. I like all kind of um, enjoyment. (laughs) Food happens to be my vice of choice. I don't drink, I don't smoke, but, you know, that's one of the things I've done. So in our last couple of minutes, Dr. Tart, we're going to start with you. We're going to go to him. And our last one minute, Mike said, Dr. Tart, you got 15 seconds. What words of wisdom okay. can you share with people My word to live their best life? Believe that you can evolve. Mm, love it. Believe that you can evolve. Dr. Montero. Learn, unlearn, and relearn for the opportunity of becoming. Mm. 
Miss uh, Carrie? Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Ooh, and this is Tracy Harrell. You can do it. You can do it. Believe you can, and you can. This is Tracy Harrell with It's Bigger Than Me, and I want to thank my guests again today. You can do it. Next week, we're going to have an amazing guest. He's absolutely amazing. And Mike is telling me we must go now, but I can't wait to come back to have you all join us. This is Tracy Harrell. It's bigger than me.